Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the La Dolce Vita Show, where I am your host, Heather Pickin, and I help you to break down the formula on what it takes to be a fearless and fabulous woman in the world today. So if you have a business, I get it. You feel overwhelmed. Well, I want to introduce you to my guest today, uh, Taiwana Ross, and she has a really interesting story. Um, She was in the corporate world and she started her own business. We're going to talk about that today. And it was definitely a a, a rat race. I want to get into how, you know, she maybe felt overwhelmed. But as I was looking at her bio, um, one of the things that she was saying is that, you know, mindset was key. And we, we can really hold ourselves back. So, Taiwana, thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, totally my pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your platform, I swear. It, this is such an important conversation for women to be having. So I love that you uh, have this show where this productive conversation can be had on a regular basis because being fearless and being fabulous is is what we should be about every day. And so many women feel that for whatever reason, they can't be. So I just love that you do this show and have so many women uh, participating in the discussion. So I appreciate you having me here as well. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, you know, this is a really interesting topic. You talk about leaving your corporate world and creating a business. Take me back to that moment where you, you felt I need to do something. (laughs) Well, this story is actually one of the the stories that I get a lot of feedback on uh, because people find this a a little difficult to actually believe and and to see that I, I did this. But literally, I was on the way to work one morning and I was stuck in traffic and I knew I had about a mile and a half left to the office, but I also knew that with all the traffic that it was going to take me at least another 10 minutes to get to work. And by this time on this particular day, I had already left a a job that I had been at for nine and a half years, uh, specifically because I started having panic attacks at work. And so I took some time off on a medical leave, but it was during that medical leave that I actually learned how to use LinkedIn, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I started learning to use that tool and building a brand. And lo and behold, I ended up starting a business, but I was still going to work full time. Wow. And it hit me that morning when I realized I got 10 more minutes in this car sitting in traffic. I thought to myself, why do I keep doing this? And in that moment, I decided literally spontaneously that when I would get to the office, I would actually type my resignation letter and leave. 
And sure enough, I typed my resignation letter as soon as I got to the office, but it was eight o'clock in the morning. Nobody was in the office yet. And I knew I wasn't going to wait around. So I actually just put the letter under the door of the HR lady's office and I left and I never went back. But the part about the story that's so scared to people and they find it really unbelievable is that that particular morning was payday. So before I even left for the office, I checked my bank account. And after all of the automatic payments and withdrawals came out, there was pretty much nothing left. I had $356 to my name that day. And so to find the courage to be able to leave this comfortable corporate life behind, because it really was comfortable, even though I had a whole lot of bills to pay and that were due that day, in general, I had the life. I had the nice big house, I had the nice car, I had the nice everything. And to walk away from that and to be able to run my business full time is something that so many people want to be able to do, but they keep telling themselves that they can't. And I found the courage to do it. And that was almost five years ago. I actually celebrate my five-year anniversary in a few weeks. So I'm super excited to still be here. But it starts with a decision. It starts with the actual decision that if this is what you want to do and this is what you intend for your life, that you're going to do it. And then trust and believe that you will. <laughs> Wow. What a story. I mean, this show is all about breaking through your fear, your limitations. So I, I feel that women can listen to your story right now. Maybe they are in the corporate world or maybe they even want to start a business and they're, they're going through this fear. So when you were in the car, did you have certainty? Like, obviously you went to work and you started writing your resume. Was there any uneasy feelings during that process going, mm, should I really do this? My instinct kicked in, and I think for so many of us, we were programmed to believe that we need to go to a job to get money because we need money to pay our bills. If we don't have money, we can't pay our bills, and if we don't pay bills, we're not successful. And for whatever reason, when I had this thought that I'm not doing this anymore, the first thing that came up was, well, how are you going to pay your bills? <laughs> and I think that's the question that so many people have. But in that moment, I realized that, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to put everything into it. My bills cannot be the reason that I hold myself back anymore, because that's what had been holding me back prior to, you know, we all think, well, how am I going to make some money I, as an entrepreneur? How do I make money compared to the money that I'm used to making uh, within my job? And I tell you, five years later, really to be able to put yourself first, put your business first and trust and believe the bills will take care of themselves. That really does take a lot of courage. And that's that fearlessness that you're talking about that allows us to be fabulous when we make that decision. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And a lot of women, they really hold themselves back from doing something extraordinary on this planet, making a difference, creating a business. So I'm kind of curious because, you know, some of the work that I do is, you know, talk about neuroscience and how the brain works and how we do keep ourselves back. And that these programs start from our childhood. So I'm kind of curious, were your parents entrepreneurial or were they nine to five people that said, you know what, you got to get a job, you got to have security. 
Yeah, I definitely grew up with the programming of you go to school, you get a job, you work at that job for 30 years, you retire, you get your gold watch. That's definitely what I grew up on. In fact, my dad was the vice president at companies like Quaker Oats uh, uh, and PepsiCo. So I saw nothing but the corporate lifestyle. Uh, and as a nerd, I love studying business. So, you know, that's literally what I grew up on. I was the first person in my family to uh, do something like this and especially quit spontaneously with no plan, with, with, no, uh, with, with no idea of what was going to come next. And so that's really scary for the people that are close to me who have never made this decision themselves. And naturally, people will project onto you, you know, uh, their limitations, and they don't mean to be negative. They're, they're just, you know, really reflecting their own fears. And you can see that in some of the ways that they uh, encourage you to go back to a life that's comfortable. You know, mm. uh, but this is really exactly why I named my business Get Over Yourself, right? Because it's the <laughs> things that we tell ourselves that are holding us back. And as soon as we can debunk our own fears and our own limitations, we can tap into that fearlessness. We can be fabulous. And that is such a, an amazing journey to watch when people actually decide that that's what they want to do with their lives. Wow. Yeah, it, it's so true. You know, you, you just have to go after it and you have to get out of your own way. Otherwise, you're, you're going to, um, you're going to do what everyone else does. And that is not living a life that they feel really fulfilled. Okay, so let's shift yeah. with, you know, you, you created that resignation letter and you realized that LinkedIn was, you know, there was something there with that platform. So what did you do the very next day? Were you on there? Were you marketing your services? Yeah, this is actually uh, really fun for me to reflect on because I didn't have an online footprint at all uh, back in 2004. In fact, I'm currently on the cover of a magazine and the caption of the magazine actually says, Tawana Ross, how she went from being anonymous to having celebrity clients using LinkedIn. And it's an amazing story because I was adamant about not having an online footprint. But I realized that in order to build a brand in today's gig economy, you have to have an online footprint. You have to be searchable. You have to be Googleable. People have to be able to see what you're all about without being physically in your presence. And so LinkedIn was the tool that I decided to start using because I kept hearing that LinkedIn is the one for business. And I was all about networking for business sake. So I thought, well, LinkedIn must be the place to be. Lo and behold, and I had no idea, LinkedIn has evolved from being the place to find a job to actually being a massive branding tool. And once I found that out, and once I uh, really tapped into the strategy of the tool, that's when all of a sudden opportunities were coming my way left and right. And as a result, I just decided that, oh my gosh, this has to be a part of my business model because there's so many entrepreneurs out there that have no idea of the power of this tool because they're like me. They thought this is the place to go to find a job. They have no idea that it's a place where you can brand yourself to leverage your, your products and services, your strengths, your unique value, and grow your business while you're at it. So I actually love this tool, but I really love the fact that it is the one thing 
that took me from being the girl next door to being on the cover of magazines. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That That is so awesome. So getting into LinkedIn land and putting yourself out there, how long did it take you until you got like your first client, you started selling your services or products? It wasn't that long at all. I was actually on the tool, uh, working with a coach around how to uh, better strategize and, and put myself out there, stand out on the tool. So I actually had my first few clients within about three months or so. And, uh, and so that was pretty quick considering that that was also the time that I was learning the platform. So I was learning the navigating, learning the ins and outs of it and actually growing my business at the same time. Uh, but now I've gotten so familiar with it that I can actually teach people how to get clients uh, and, and probably three months wouldn't be uh, how long it takes anymore. But you know, I, I encourage people to really jump on that platform, really get strategic about standing out because there's so many people on LinkedIn and so many people on LinkedIn that still use it as a job search tool. So when you open their profile, you literally see their resume. And really for us creating brands in, in order to be fabulous, our brand is not our resume. Nobody wants to read our resume. And this is the perfect place to give us something other than resume speak in order to stand out. So I really encourage people to jump on that platform and do something different so we take notice about your brand. Mm, I love that. I love the fact that in a very short amount of time, you're able to get clients and now you're literally a master at this and you're also helping other people to do the same. So I always like to ask people like, what are some of the mistakes that people are making right now trying to get business on LinkedIn? Well, that's really the key. You just said it. They're trying to get business. And while I understand, uh, I suppose, the thought process as to why people approach the tool that way, but that is one of the biggest mistakes to make. Even in uh, in face-to-face in -face life, in the offline world, we don't meet someone, uh, go to a networking meeting and immediately try to sell our products and services. That's just not how this works. And so on LinkedIn, it's the same thing. It, it's a networking tool and networking involves building relationships with people, not tossing your products and services in our faces. Uh, you know, I get uh, connection requests all the time, every single day where someone in the connection request is selling me their product or service. Oh, I don't know I these folks. I'm like, who, who are you and why are you sending this to me? And I will forever block you. <laughs> and so it goes nowhere to try to sell your services on a platform that's all about networking. Uh, and so again, in order to stand out, in order to have a brand that people remember, I always encourage people to use every touch point, use every opportunity to solidify that relationship that you have with people because that relationship currency down the road will come in handy when you do have a solution for someone's problems and they want to actually buy something. You know, so your brand is everything. And again, this is a perfect platform to leverage those relationships in order to grow your business, which does not mean throw your products and services in our faces. Mm, I, I love that you said that because there's so many times where I'm on LinkedIn and someone 
sends me the very first message about buying something. And it is a turnoff because I, I do want to connect with someone. I am a relationship builder. So I appreciate that. You know, and you're saying don't do that. Just like you had mentioned when you're going to a networking meeting, you're passing out your cards when people aren't even asking about it or pushing your services. Like that just feels icky. So yeah. don't do this. Don't do this people. So right. let's talk about uh, a couple different strategies that uh, people can use right now um, to, you know, like maybe different things that they could post or what they should have in their profile? There's one thing in particular that can change someone's profile very quickly. It doesn't necessarily take a lot of work. And it's one of the first things that we will see anywhere on the platform. So no matter whether someone's on the desktop version of LinkedIn or on the mobile version of LinkedIn, and no matter what page they're on, we will always see someone's name, their profile picture, and their headline. Now, on most profiles that I look at in a day, I'd say about eight out of 10 of them have the default headline, okay? Now, headline is a headline. It should be something that grabs our attention. That's what a headline is. Yet most people on LinkedIn have the default headline, which is simply your most current job title. So it'll say your name and it'll say something like marketing director under it. And trust me, that does not get our attention. So that real estate for your headline is the perfect place to begin building the message behind your brand. Give us your value proposition in that real estate. Give us what it is you do, how you impact the world. Why should we care about you? All of that can fit into your headline, which makes you stand out. It gives us a positive perception about your brand automatically, and it follows you everywhere on the platform. But one of my favorite reasons for doing this is because in that headline, LinkedIn's algorithm is giving extra weight to all the keywords within that real estate. So mm. by default, you're more findable by having that, those keywords in that headline on top of standing out. I love it. Wow, such valuable information. Now, recently, I don't know if it was last year, that LinkedIn rolled out the uh, video, the kind of like Facebook yes. Lives version of yes. video. So yes. I was wondering if you could give us any insight about that. What are your thoughts on that? Do you find that there's a difference in doing that uh, rather than posting? Uh, it's, it's not one or the other for me. It's both and. And so on the platform, in terms of building a brand and being strategic about it, it's really using all of the features to your advantage. Uh, LinkedIn's live version is to your advantage to use. Now, my, my disclaimer on this is this really is to your advantage when you have brand messaging already in place. When you're able to jump on live and actually deliver value on a consistent basis. This is not like Facebook where you're jumping on live and you're just walking through the park and you have nothing in particular to say. This is not that. This is on a regular basis. You have content that's valuable to people. It's content that we want to tune in and listen to every day or however often you're, you're bringing it to us. But it's content that we care about. That's what's really beneficial for people that are using the live version on LinkedIn. Because I'll tell you, we all love video. 
we, we all love to see your face. We all love to see your smile. We all love to engage and feel like we're part of the conversation. And let's face it, text posting doesn't always allow us that, that engagement factor. So when we get to see you live and we know that you're bringing value every time we see you, we latch on to your brand. By default, your brand grows visibility and accountability and credibility. And before you know it, when you've got solutions to our problems, we think of you first. We come to you. I love it. I love it. All of these things are just great tips. And you did mention something earlier about the importance of having a strategy. So I wonder if you could just touch upon that really quickly. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I encourage people to remember from a strategic point on, on LinkedIn is it's more than your profile. So yes, it's important to have a profile that makes you stand out and that, that delivers your brand messaging. But the real, the real magic behind this platform is not happening on your profile. So in being strategic, it's building a model of how you're building your network with the right people, which is not just your ideal clients, by the way. Your, your network should really consist of everyone that you need in order to grow your business. Sometimes that's investors, sometimes that's collaborators, sometimes that's people who do what you do. So it's more than just the clients that you're looking for. But then it's also important to be strategic about how you engage on the platform, how you show up on a regular basis so that we do get to know your brand so much that you become top of mind. And so between your, your profile, how you build your network and how you engage, you're able to be more strategic on the platform, build your footprint on LinkedIn, and actually have value to offer for the people who need you. I, I love it. And it sounds like a lot of the tips that you talked about today are absolutely free, like you're not paying for ads. Uh, you don't have to pay for ads necessarily. Now, will paying for ads increase your visibility? Absolutely. So there's benefit to that, but it's not necessary. Now, there is one thing, though, that I do encourage people to pay for, and this this one hurts for a lot of folks, but LinkedIn has trained us over the years to look for the little gold badge that somebody has by their name, and that lets us know if they're a premium member or not. And by default, in training us to look for that, we immediately make up our mind about someone when we see that either they have the free version of LinkedIn or they're paying for the premium version. And when I go out and speak to audiences all over the country, one of the questions that I ask is, what's your impression about people who have the free version versus people who have premium? And somebody will always raise their hand and they'll always say, we think the people who have premium are better. And sure enough, the folks in the audience will concur with that. So because we have this perception about people who have premium, I always encourage that you make the investment, not just for perception's sake, but for functionality's sake. There is a page on LinkedIn, we all know it because LinkedIn says it's the one page that we're on the most, uh, and we spend the most time on this page, the page that shows us who's looked at us. It says who's viewed your profile. If you've got the free version of LinkedIn, you can only see four or five people on that page. But if you've got the premium version, you get 90 days worth of people. And I promise you, 90 days worth of people, if you're strategic, is the one page you need on LinkedIn to grow your business. 
So by default, it makes sense to invest in the premium version of LinkedIn. That makes a lot of sense. I, I love those tips. And before we go, I was wondering if you could share, I know I was reading in the bio about some of the different programs that you have. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that and where people can find you. Absolutely. So I did create a mastermind because there are so many people who really do want to learn more about the program and not necessarily in a private one-on-one -on -one scenario, but in a group scenario. And so I do lead the LinkedIn Mastermind Academy, which is an eight-week course where we go through uh, the three uh, steps I was just talking about. So building the, the profile itself, building the right network, and making sure that there's a strategic engagement process. And so in that class, I'm able to teach people the same principles that I would in a one-on-one -on -one coaching scenario, only we get to hold each other accountable because we're in a group scenario. Uh, that actually occurs once a quarter, and uh, we actually just started one. So I don't have another one starting until uh, third quarter, but we just started our last one. Those typically are sold out because uh, people really do want to get them. I've got folks who have taken the course actually multiple times. Uh, so there's definitely value in that scenario. Although a lot of my clients will tell you that in, in working through uh, private coaching, we're really able to dig very deep into not just someone's LinkedIn life, but their overall brand as a whole. So I do encourage people to reach out to me so that we can discuss really what that whole landscape might look like even beyond LinkedIn. I love that. I love that. And what is the, the best link that they can connect with you? Obviously, we'll put your LinkedIn handle, but uh, the, the web, your website. Sure, that's simple. That's the LinkedInProfessor.com. And someone can always schedule a, a virtual coffee with me at that website. And with virtual coffee, we get to talk. There's no cost for that, but we get to talk through really the overall strategy around someone's brand. And I can look at it with uh, my eyeballs and give them some feedback as to how they can not only build it, but monetize it. Excellent. Well, Taiwana, thank you so much for being my guest. This has been very helpful. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much again for sharing your platform. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to wrap this up in telling our listeners or wherever you're watching this is that, you know, putting yourself out there online is, is the key. You got to get, you got to let go of your fear and you got to take action. Until next time, this is Heather Peckin. Take care, everyone. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com. Dot com.